to be honest sometimes in our group chat you confuse me um we have a basketball focused group chat we talk about all sports and sometimes mike gets his back up against the wall and i just the things that he argues sometimes they confuse me ron i don't under the thing is that you guys come in with like a with a settle let's just play it cool pc mindset I'm always trying to come in for the kill. I want to win. You have to understand that nobody really has an advantage over anybody. It matters how you pitch and what you say to get what you want, right? That's how a lot of people who, for instance, Kim Kardashian, what does she really do, right? Look at all those other famous individuals, rich individuals, I will add, that because of the way how they articulate their words and the way how they conduct themselves, they're always able to win. And that's the type of mentality, mentality that you need to go far in this world. It's just like what they said in school, you know? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And to even get to that level of knowing people, you need to have a great portfolio, a great personality, a great attitude, and you'll always win. That doesn't matter when you have to convince somebody else sometimes. And, and what we are talking about, for those of you that don't know, we're talking about um, trades in the NBA. It, it, like Mike just got really mad. He just started throwing insults that didn't matter to the argument because he was all emotional. He's having this big mindset. In trades, you have to convince somebody else of whatever it is you're telling them. And they have to feel like they leave the trade a winner too. The easiest type of trade to make though in sports is that when one team wants to tank and compile draft picks versus another team that just wants to get a really good player. When those two teams come together, that's the easiest trade to make. The hardest ones is when both teams are in the same situation, whether it's trying to win or they're in shitty positions. And then they try to make a trade because then one of them is trying to leverage against the other one. All I have to say is if the New Jersey Nets were able to get Vince Carter for practically nothing. And if the Lakers were able to get Paul, Paul Gasol for Kwame Brown, um, then Ron, let's be real. You can, again, it all matters how you present your story. If you present it the right and the correct way, you got to remember, we're not presenting it to robots. We're presenting it to people. So if you can touch that person, you know, touch their heart in the correct way and really get in their mind, in their head, you got it. So, so two things. I, I, I remember the Vince Carter trade because I was old enough. It was Alonzo Mourning, Eric Williams, Aaron Williams, and two draft picks. If the Raptors made good draft picks, that trade would have been good. Unfortunately, the GM that made the trade made two awful draft draft picks. Like that, that that's the point blank. If he had made two good draft picks, that trade would have been looked at differently. And also, Marc Gasol is not as good as Pau Gasol, but he's pretty close to being as good as him. And he was a throw-in in that trade. So I feel like those trades... Just because of the players that were traded have a stain on it. But if you look at how the draft picks turned out, it could have worked. Like, you're not looking at, you see, like, this is what I'm trying to tell you about the trade. It doesn't make sense what you're saying you want to happen if both teams are in the same position. Because they both need the same things. So why would you give up a player that's established or more established than a draft pick? When you already have a draft pick, two picks after, and the player that you may draft is almost as good as the player that the Raptors could draft. I don't know. I don't want to hear anything from you anymore. Hey, man, it is what it is. I, I could feel that you're getting hurt again, man. Are you going to tell me to go shoot free throws again? I never said that, Ron. Stop. You're going to tell me to go shoot layups? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This but you guy. guys got me really upset because then you guys started bringing up like the stupidest, the dumbest analogies. The like because what you were saying was pretty crazy. You, what you guys were not you, but some of those other guys like yo. I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop them. I, I don't care. Like Chris 
and and Varun. The stuff that they were saying got me. I was cheesed. Like I was working. I had to like. Then why why were you throwing shit at me? You were telling me to go shoot free throws. Because you were you you, you were you, telling you me a, to make no, no, But what you said, like you didn't th- you didn't like those guys were sh- throwing shades, shade constantly. So but then, then you, why were you telling you, me to you, shoot? You actually called me stupid. You know, you actually called me stupid. No, no, I I said I said Mike. Right now, uh, you you're not you're not correct, man. Sums and off. Then, and then like but and hey. then like they were all making a joke. Oh, Mike. Yo, Mike's on something. Mike's on something. And then what did you say after that? What did you say? Put down the pipe. Not and then you and then you continued and you escalated and you said, "Nah, I, I think you said like crack or something." Yeah, yeah a mix of cracker. Yeah, see, 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 look, crack. And I was I forgot about that part, but you see, that's why I had to get at you. And I was like, "Yo, go make a layup." All right, man. So everybody. This is the type of stuff that goes on in our group chats. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. This is episode 16. 16. I remember when I was 16. Where, where, you know, I, I don't. And maybe I don't even want to remember really. But <laughs> as usual, you guys can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, uh, Pocket Cast. You guys can follow us on KNN Podcast on IG and on Twitter at KNN Pod. Mike, where do you want to start today? Uh, Other than we're not talking about basketball anymore. Let, let's move forward. Yeah, because you don't. I'm not going to start. Um, I, I know what you want to say, but it's okay. It's okay. Ron, uh, Conor McGregor, though. Uh, he's this guy. He's getting he's not in trouble but i feel like karma's gonna hit that guy so bad um certain this is a prime example of what our parents always taught us if you have nothing good to say don't say it at all um fair enough man um he's getting carried away that's for sure he is like the things that he said so on twitter uh he pretty much took a shot at i want to pronounce his name habib it's just Habib. 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 Um, yeah. His father passed away, and Connor said some pretty terrible things. Um, Habib once um, sent out a post, and he said, uh, what was it? Evil will never win? So he says good always defeats evil. But that was after he lost to Poirier um, like two weeks ago when he broke his leg. So I guess Connor was still pissed off. And he also got his ass kicked by Habib three years ago, I believe. And it was twice, no? No, no, Habib beat him once. Poirier beat him twice. Oh, Poirier, yeah, yeah. Within, what, six months? But he said that, and then in response, uh, I think it was Tuesday night, he said, COVID is good and father is evil. And he posted it under a picture of Habib and his dad, his father who died of COVID complications. I think the UFC should find him, find him, uh, big time. At least couple of mil. Uh, he's done, man. He's finished. When you talk like this, you're finished. He can't do anything. He can't be Habib. Can't be Poirier. He keeps losing. He's made his money. He just needs to go. Just go quietly. It's getting out of hand. And you see, this is. I remember a couple of weeks back when um. We were talking about the whole Foy Mayweather, um, just doing things for money. This is what's going to happen when you only do things for money, because then people don't recognize your hard work. And then you just always want to comment and comment and comment and critique and give feedback. He's going to be that type of uh, athlete who is relaxing at home and doesn't have to do anything, but always wants to put their two cents in and it's just going to be if he's starting like this talking about uh a fellow athlete's a deceased father parent loved one um it's disgusting he's boy i i need him to get back in the ring now i i feel like it's different why they really they really don't like each other that that's the problem but Ron, it doesn't even matter because I remember when P Diddy lost um 
I believe it was his one of his uh, I think it was his ex-wife when his ex-wife passed away even 50 cent and we all know how they have a they, their beef story is crazy even 50 cent gave him like a little hey puff we with you all the best and their beef is crazy at the end of the day when a loved one passes away you don't touch it you don't you stay away you that's only if you respect the it person. doesn't matter you it's 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 a it's a principle thing it's a code no, of ethics it's not it's not a principle thing man some people don't move that way like you just got to realize man some people they their morals their principles their ethics they're out of whack from the majority of people it's starting to seem more so that connor's morals and ethics are a little bit out of whack from everyone else so he could just say whatever and he feels the need to say whatever ultimately there are people that enjoy seeing that stuff but i feel like it's getting a little bit too much and he's like it seems like the more he gets into fights he's going to start getting demolished like he and it's not even like he's fighting people that aren't capable of fighting like at a high level like at least with mayweather i can say that the man is smart that he's fighting the logan pauls people that he knows will never be able to beat him and he makes a couple hundred mil or whatever it's crazy. It's not even. It's not even people that he knows he could beat. It's he knows his health won't be in jeopardy fighting these individuals. Um, but that's the thing. He knows he can beat them. Like you know what I mean. Like not only like Logan Paul will never touch him. Like really, really touch him in the way that we would think between two fighters. He would never be able to touch him like that. So it's just weird. It's just weird, man. Like, cause they parade Connor like he's the greatest UFC fighter of all time. He had a really, really good he run. Did. He was arguably one of the best in the history of the UFC. I'll say that. But now he's going out like a chump, and he's a lot younger than some of the older people that went out badly too in the UFC. So he just needs to, you know, preserve his health, keep his mouth shut, and just leave Habib's name out of your mouth. Cause I feel like. He beat you until you beat him. I don't feel you can talk about him. Yo, if I'm, I know Habib said he's not going to fight ever again. He's going to retire. But I need, I need Habib's family to convince him to face him one more time just to ultimately shut him up. Because, Ron, just the other day, I don't know. I think I was angry. So I was watching um, boxing videos and UFC videos. I don't know why. And I was rewatching that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I was just really angry, so I started watching it. Um, it's like it's like they always said when you're hungry, um, watch like food because then it will kill the craving. But when I was watching, uh, I was I was rewatching the fight between Habib and Connor, and he was not yo Ron. If there was no ref, he would have he would have held on like that. Ref had to really like the ref had to separate them so they need a they need to plan this fight again if i'm no they don't they no, don't Ron, they don't Ron, this would be one no. of the best pay-per-view fights in like the last 10 years they don't they don't need it again the first one was good enough it was built up really well they were both like i guess connor kind of you know he he had taken a bit of a step back but Habib was, they were both relatively young. Like, that was when Connor and I are the same age. So, that was when he was, like, just about 30. You know what I mean? So, like, that's, like, man, like, that was the best time for them to fight. And Habib demolished him. He doesn't want these problems. Especially the way that he's talking about his father again. He did before when his father was alive. And that really did piss him off. So, now he's talking about him after he's dead. If anything, I feel like it's going to be a lot worse this time. And if any, if Connor's smart, if Dana White is smart, they're not going to put this man's life in danger like that. Ron, the thing is that Dana White, he's a moneymaker. He's all about how can I bring the UFC from here to at another higher level. Ron, you're, let's be real. I know this fight shouldn't happen. Uh, but let's be real now. You're telling me if a part two happened, it wouldn't generate 
ton of money for the UFC and a lot of publicity? I feel like it would. I, I feel like Connor has like one more fight. He gets beat up really, really bad in his next fight. I feel like nobody's going to really care when he's on another UFC ticket. And he definitely won't be the headliner. I So if you wanted to be Habib, oh well, man. But I'm just saying, based on what I saw in the first fight and all the antics that were happening leading up to it, I really don't think that it's the wisest thing to do. Because I feel like, if anything, the worst thing you want to give a man is motivation. A man that's already better than you, motivation to beat you. <laughs> Even worse. I think that this fight would be a lot quicker. It would be a demolition. Like, honestly, just for his safety, I don't even want to see it. I, like, just leave it alone. I don't think so. I think, because remember, he's been retired, right? Um, So he hasn't fought. I don't know the timeline of when his last fight was. But, Ron, think. Connor has two fights left in him. He has his warm-up fight, which is after the injury. So you can't really say anything. And then the fight after. So let's say he loses his next fight. Then, you know, his second fight, that's his that's the fight that will determine if he's retired or not. If I'm Connor, my first fight, I'll do this. If I'm Connor, come back, fight somebody who's not that big, right? Fight, try to win. If I win, and it matters how I win, but if I do, uh, if I like kill the guy, Khabib is next. If I barely win, split decision maybe, then I'm going with, um, then I'm going to have another second fight win that and then my third fight i'm fighting habib and if i win i retire that's how i'm doing if i'm connor okay sir i i i don't like again i I just don't feel like you want these type of problems they they preach about safety and stuff in the ufc but the last time the ref barely got habib off of him yeah what do you think would happen this time we don't know like connor connor is gonna come prepared so we'll see okay sir like I'll, I'll like i guess we'll agree to disagree man we just keep doing this more and more now yeah especially after that group chat discussion you don't see the vision that's what it is i i see what you're saying i just don't agree at all um <laughs> simone biles yes mental health breaks or she just withdrew from the all-around team final or event at the Olympics due to her mental well-being. Based on all the articles that we we saw, it, it seems to say that she could potentially return for further competitions. Like, it's starting to become more of a, a thing now that athletes talk about. They're becoming more vulnerable. Um, they're just letting people know the issues that they're struggling with. The first time I remember it was DeMar DeRozan, then Kevin Love. Yes. And now, obviously, Naomi Osaka, we talked about that a few weeks back. And now Simone Biles. Um, It seems like this is going to be the norm now. I'm going to be... See, there's always two sides to a story, right? Um, And this is just like what I I mentioned with John Tory on the last episode. That when, Ron, when when you're famous... You want some type of, of a normal life. Yes, you want all the the glamour and the sparkles, but at the same time, you want to feel a little bit normal. You don't always want to be, you don't want to always have security all around you and you can't really interact with people or during even your private moments, there's still someone, you know, hounding you down and you don't want that. You want to relax a little bit. Um, so for her, she probably feels that. Plus, you got to remember, she's doing a very dangerous sport. One, one flip, one jump go, that goes wrong or just she miss the beam by a little bit. That could be a, a terrible injury, a long-term injury. And you got to remember, she's a female. And we know that not only females, males too and families, right? You always think long term of, okay, you know what? I want to start a family. So, and again, because of the way how it is now, females can can um produce babies, right? So, if something happens to her, then she won't be able to actually give birth to a child. She can always adopt, but a lot of people want that joy of giving birth. So, 
that could be a factor. But then on the flip side, there, uh, uh, somebody I know did say, and this isn't wrong, you guys, don't worry. But somebody that I do know, uh, they were saying that, how are you suffering from mental health if you're living better than better than half the world's population? So I was like, whoa, that's kind of that's kind of crazy, you know. And then at the same time, what is mental health? Is there there should be more of a definition on it? Like we see when it comes to athletes, uh, the injury report for teams and at for different sports, it's a specific. Oh, if it's uh, right leg contusion or uh, uh, upper arm sprain, like there is actual we're able to pinpoint the exact um, injury. For mental health, should there be more details, uh, more transparency when they give it out, when they mention it? Or is someone just going to say mental health? So, I understand what you're saying about how they want to have a normal life. To some degree, I do agree that nobody wants to always be the center of focus for everybody. It seems like I feel like to some degree, everyone wants to be left alone. In this situation, you're at the Olympics. Like, she went there. She's, she was at the last Olympics. She was one of the top performers at the last Olympics. She's one of the best gymnasts in, in the world. Um, it's expected. She knows that there's going to be a lot of pressure. I'm just assuming that there was something off. I don't know what was off. Who knows? But maybe something was off that didn't make her feel comfortable to perform in this competition. Maybe even the level of pressure that she had to, that she was under, maybe that got under her skin or got to her. So there's a lot of things that go into like this type of thing. I feel like it's, it's good that athletes are more comfortable saying it. And ultimately, if she was really off her game, maybe it could have hurt the team a lot more than it ended up hurting them. It didn't really hurt them. They got a silver medal, I believe. So um, they at least meddled. So now she's probably taken an, a little bit of time to regroup. And if she does compete in the future competitions, that'll be good. I, I, I don't really understand the, the comment that you're making about like having kids. I guess maybe you were talking about severe injury. Yeah. So then maybe that could happen. Because we um, don't know. Like, Remember, we don't know what happens in practice, right? You could... I don't run that beam that they're on is pretty thin. And to do those flips, like you should see those, uh, their, their training videos, their, what they do in practice. And you see them slipping and falling and have to nurse that ankle or that arm. That doesn't impact their baby. No, no, it doesn't. But again, Ron, who knows? Like, what if you slip and you, something happens to your spine, for instance, that's something that's a little bit more concerning, uh, something to think about a little bit more. But I, I do think that, like, they are some of the best at it. So their level of injury risk is probably higher or lower, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, like I, I just feel that it's good that people are becoming more vulnerable. They're becoming more open. To some degree, I'm hopeful that the world becomes a little bit more forgiving for people um, so that they don't constantly feel the pressure. And as for your comment, the friend's comment, I don't know who this friend is, about how um, somebody that's rich, what is up with their mental health? Okay, so I just look at it this way. Um, if you break your, like I, I played football, I told you before, I tore my MCL and ACL at one point. One of my teammates had the exact same injury. Both of us, like, got injured the same game. The next day, my leg was swollen like a watermelon. His leg was swollen close to a watermelon. With icing, 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 mine went down really low, and I was out for the rest of the season. This guy was able to play the next game. So the reason why I say that is that for mental health, whether it's, like, definition or people's situation in life, it impacts you differently depending on the type of person you are, okay? I feel like one of the main things that could help improve mental health is your, like, you know, how your outlook on life is and your circumstances. If your outlook on life is negative, it doesn't matter how much money you make. 
you're going to look at certain things in a certain way and it's going to impact you in a certain way. So for me to try to define that for a person, it's not very easy to do. I feel like because it's something that people have to tell you physically, it's more symptomatic based than sign based. So I feel like we should take people's word for it and then, you know, just leave it at that. Because once you start nitpicking, that's when you get even more problems. Do you think that there should be more transparency, though? Like if someone says they have mental health, do do you think they should explain um, and there should or there should be a criteria to determine if this is mental health or maybe even something else? I don't feel like you should explain. The only reason why they even report injuries in sports is due to sports betting. It's a huge thing. If you don't know somebody's injured, that definitely impacts the way that you bet versus if they are healthy, right? So that's very important to I think know. it's the same thing. Um, I, I feel like mental health is something that you could look at, but like, again, they just shouldn't have to say anything. The only reason why they say something is because of injury or sports betting. You could easily... I feel like without it, you shouldn't. Like, why would... If I, if I am injured... Why would I want to tell somebody? Let's say I'm hurt and I'm playing. Why would I want to say what my injury is so that the other team knows? I play a sport like football. I know people that play hockey, rugby. I'm pretty sure when somebody knows that you're hobbled, they start targeting that area of your body so that you're, especially if you're one of the best players, to make sure that you're unable to play the next game because then it puts them at an advantage. So I don't think we should even have to disclose our injuries. No, I'm just talking even when guys are out. It should just be, oh, um, this person is out due to injury, but they're actually, they list it. It could be a groin injury. It could be a knee, an elbow, a neck. But they don't have to. No, they they have to. No, no. You know in hockey, you know in hockey they say upper body and lower body injury? Yes, they do. That's like, is that that necessary? I would just say injured and leave it at that. I agree, but there's, there's a reason why you have to, at least disclose some amount, some information of that injury. So should it not be the same thing? You got to remember mental illness and a physical injury. It results in the same thing. Time away from the sport. Or if you are going to play or or slash participate in the sport, you're not going to be at a hundred percent. So it has the same results. So I feel like if you have to disclose a little bit information for one, you should at least um, explain, give some detail, some information for the other one, as in mental health. But why? Because that puts you more vulnerable, makes you more vulnerable. You know the world that we live in. When people know that you have mental health issues, they view you differently. Like, it's a lot easier to see somebody that has, like, a torn ACL or, like, a broken arm. You know, there's timelines on when that'll heal. People see that all the time. But when you say that you have a mental health issue, people look at it differently because they don't fully ent- or entirely understand them, you know, or the extent that this impacts you. Ron, they'll look at so you. So then people used to be a little bit more critical of Ron, you when you have it. So then, No, no they'll look at you either way. Look at the Kawhi situation when he was in, um, in, in San Antonio. Or, or look at any other athlete. When, if you're injured... Yes, the public may not look at you as as a different as a oh this person's special this person's unique, right? But at least when you have a physical injury, the teams, the your opponents will aim just like what you said will aim for that body that that certain area. So, but fans do too. But like if you know you have a mental health issue. You you know how spectators are. I've even played men's league soccer, and I told you I got heckled by some people once. These people didn't even know me. Can you imagine, especially with betting, how people treat sports? You're telling me that if you knew that somebody suffered from depression or like anxiety, you know that people don't make fun. Look at even Giannis. He clearly has like stress. When he's shooting free throws. And what do people do? They do the whole countdown thing for him. Because they're just like, man, like, let's get in his head. That's how people view it. So then I don't feel like you should have to disclose. If you need a break, just take your break. As long as you disclose it at some point to the people that pay your bills, just let them know, hey, this is a situation I need to go off. It should be fine. 
people don't owe you or I or any other fans anything. I agree. So that's why I think when it comes to a physical injury, you don't need to disclose it either. Just if you're out, but you're they out. shouldn't. I know they shouldn't, but, but like they still yeah. have to. It's only because of sports betting. Like it's such a lucrative thing that impacts a lot of sports. If you don't disclose it, there's gonna be a lot of problems. Like a lot of problems. I guess, but uh, we'll we'll see what the future holds. Right? We'll we'll see if that becomes more of a thing. Right? When people are missing, you know. I again, Tim Tim Duncan was injured one game, and the reason why I not injured, but he didn't play. And the reason listed was old. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, moving on. So I found an article. Uh, there was this Winnipeg. Like, actually, first of all, like everyone in Canada, like has heard stories about all the bodies that they've, um, you know, found regarding the residential schools. So there's a Winnipeg Catholic priest who he was at a church. I think it's called St. Emile or something like that. Um, in Winnipeg, though. Um, his name is Father Riel Forrest. He's a temporary uh, priest, but he has been banned from speaking publicly by the Archdiocese of Manitoba because of some things he said in sermons. So the two most glaring things that I took from the article, one was that he includes statements about how survivors claiming about sexual abuse in the residential schools they are people that are looking to seek more money um, from any suits that they get from the residential school fiasco. Okay, He says that the issues with sexual abuse had nothing to do with the priests and nuns. It was more so to do with the people that were watching the kids that weren't necessarily priests or nuns. He called them watchmen. And then secondly, he also mentioned that he was talking about how people vandalize churches, uh, putting the Save the Children, um, I guess painting it on the church. He was talking about shooting these people. Huh. And then he backtracked, saying that that wouldn't solve anything. But it's the fact that he said it, and these things were recorded, and allegedly they were on the Facebook page of the church. This is madness. Um, when things like this happen, see, I'm going to be completely honest. And what I'm about to say, I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to pause to get your reaction. I don't think they should have banded him. Wait, you don't think they should have banned no, him? No, I, I think they shouldn't have banned him. They should have just allowed him. Okay, well, okay, uh, elaborate All right, this. perfect. So like, I just I wanted to. to stop. I want to hear your reaction because this is the thing. Our uh, Canada's prime minister, Justin Trudeau, has on several occasions asked the Catholic Church Ask the Pope to apologize. Um, to even come to Canada, I know because of COVID and everything like that. But he, you know, th there were uh, talks of him coming and apologizing, but nothing of that happened. So you, by by your own actions, you're pretty much saying out loud that this isn't real, this isn't true, or but you're going to ban somebody that is pretty much defending your stance. But do you kind of see what I'm trying to say? It, it doesn't ma make it make sense, Ron. Wait, I cannot make what you're saying make sense. I'm trying to understand what you're saying. You're saying because Trudeau has told the Catholic Church to accept fault in this matter, and then they haven't actually fully accepted fault, okay, that this priest saying that the issue has nothing to do with catholic priests and nuns by then he's on message with the catholic church by them not saying anything is that what you're yeah, saying Yeah, because why would you ban someone that's pretty much saying it wasn't the catholic church's fault when the whole world so he's pretty much he's defending the catholic church but the catholic church it's a sensitivity issue i agree but ron you're going to ban him but not apologize so were you guys at fault or because in on one hand, by not saying sorry or apologizing or even giving something to the to to the uh, to those group of people, it shows that you're pretty much saying, no, we're not at fault. We didn't do this. But then on the other end, someone preaches this message and then, 
oh, uh, you're preaching this, we're going to ban you. But like in this situation, the only thing that I can possibly think of that would cause the Catholic Church to not apologize is the fact that many, if not all, of the people that perpetrated these actions are pretty much dead or dying. A lot of them probably won't say anything. So essentially, it's a he said, she said. For them to acknowledge this, and we see it even in sports, a perfect example is the NFL with concussions. You know, if you acknowledge wrongdoing, then you have to essentially apologize. And in these certain situations, apologies typically include a lot of money. So they are trying to avoid paying a lot of money for these issues. That's what my mind is telling me based on things I've seen. At the end of the day, if I didn't do something and you're claiming that I like people that I'm affiliated with affiliated with did something, I need some sort of concrete proof. That's their stance. But for them banning the priests, I think it's 100% necessary. The fact that those videos even got up there is insane to me because it's a sensitivity issue. At the end of the day, these people were impacted dramatically. We see all the unnamed un, un, um, graves, like we see the mass graves, all this nonsense. So clearly something dire happened. It's something that a lot of Aboriginal First Nations, Natives, whatever you want to call them, people have mentioned in the past, but it has never been fully acknowledged. Now proof is slowly but surely coming out. So now something did happen. So you saying anything about the situation? is just making a bad situation a million times worse. But Ron, why it would, it would be 10 times better. I agree, he shouldn't he should be banned. But the Catholic Church isn't making any sense in, in this in this situation. I just feel like Ron, it's the easiest to me. Right? I don't know who's their strategist, but wouldn't it be the easy wouldn't it the easiest thing be apologize and say hey, the people in the Back then, they were wrong, but we're going to make it different now. They're not around anymore, but we're here to make a change and make a difference. You're telling me they can't do that, Ron? That would be the easiest thing to do. It's an easy cop-out. I just explain why. It, no, it's not as easy as that. Like, life is not that easy. It is black and white. You have options in life. Some options are better than others. So then... Some people just, you know, they, they take the option that's the easiest way. At the end of the day, they weren't the ones that were there. By them acknowledging it, there's a high chance. Because remember what this priest said. He said it. He said that if you make claims about something, then you're more likely to get more money. So if it's a Catholic church that's at fault, they definitely have a lot of money. If they accept fault, there's going to be a lot of people coming after them. So the way they look at it, again, from my opinion, they're looking at it like, no, you know, we're, we're not going to do this. We do empathize with them, but we're not going to have like a public apology that acknowledges that, yes, this is wrong, and we take full culpability. Because if you take it, what happens? You got to pay. I, yeah, the way how the mindset works, right? Like, and these people are dealing with big money, man. And this is a huge, this is a but they, huge what issue. they have to pay, though. They don't have to pay her on. Like, if we, if we really want to get in the nitty gritty, they don't have to pay. They can just apologize, if, wait out the storm, just like what the politicians do when uh black lives matter protests just like how um uh global global warming and climate change people protest they wouldn't waiting out the storm be not saying anything about it no no you say you acknowledge say you stand and then once that happens it puts people to ease and once people are at ease it's you know it's it's the fall in action it's like that storybook line right you have the rise in action is the actual right the the situation that happens and then once you reach the climax you know after that you just kind of 
it just dies down. So once you acknowledge, people are going to be like, good, he acknowledges. Now he's going to do something. And that's when they take the foot off the gas. In a lot of cases, we see that. Wait, you think, you think that that's all it is, right? No, no. I, I'm, saying, I'm saying, you know, that's the trend we have been seeing. Okay. Think of, think of this, okay? This is my understanding of what's happened to the First Nations here. A lot of them, they basically said, we want you to become more like us. So then they separated kids from their families, which essentially destroyed the culture. They didn't want them to do anything like, I guess, speak their language. They didn't want them to do anything with their family. They wanted them to become more North American or Canadian. So essentially, they, they basically are trying to kill your culture. Okay, now, on top of that, people were killed and dumped in a grave that nobody knows, nobody knew they died. On top of that, some people were sexually abused. Like, there's so many things that are so dramatic. And if you survived all of that, you're telling me that if somebody says, yes, we were at fault for this, you're not going to go after them with all that you can? Ron, look at what's going on right now. They're good. The Catholic Church is good. For them to, like, after, like, every couple of weeks, we, f we hear about a new grave uh, being found. So... They're, they're good, you know. It just shows that they don't really care, um, that, they, that they're ignoring such a huge problem. Just face it, take the backlash, probably takes a year or two, but then you recover right after. Remember, I watched this. This is, this is a big problem. It is, but Ron, I, don't laugh, but I, in, the, in the movie Sing, um, the koala said, you know, the good thing about being at rock bottom is that the only place you could go is up. So yeah, they're going to hit rock bottom, but eventually they're just going to get better. <laughs> no, 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 but no, no, but let's be real. Some people may <laughs> leave the church wrong, right? But then there's going to be other people who are still going to stay committed to the church because they're going to tell them, they're going to have the mindset of, you know, it happened so long ago, the church is different now. The church says we must uh love and forgive our neighbors so people are going to do that and then their not kids, everyone follows the church not everyone but some just people say they want to see the world burn remember that they want that. yeah but if you i'm telling you if you did something dramatic to my family or something i'm i want you to i, I want you to be done finish to be completely honest with you if that if a person does that to me so if you destroyed me my family like, I'm not stopping until you're done. There's, That's essentially what's going to happen, man. Ron, you got to remember. That's why they're trying to avoid it. You need to remember the Catholic Church is rich, right? They have money so they can survive. You know, I would give it max after 10 years, after these newborns become bigger and they're raising the Catholic Church, they're not going to know about this. They're not going to know about all oh, the 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 burial sites, the mass graves. They're not going to know about all this. It's going to be in history books, man. They're not going to put in, they stop this. They don't even put black history in the history books. So they won't. They won't. The way how the, Ron, you got to remember here in Canada, there's two types of schools. There's public that everyone could go to, and then there's Catholic. So this shows how strong of an impact uh, the Catholic Church has especially in Canada. So they're fine. They're good. And then don't forget, they got all of Europe too. And they have more of an impact in Europe. So even if they get wiped out and removed from North America, Canada, they're still fine because they got Europe. All right, sir. Um, Mikey Mike, I don't know what to say the night. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. The baby. People are calling for him to be canceled. And slowly but surely, it appears that people are taking steps towards that. For those of you that don't know, at Rolling Loud, he did a couple of things that kind of bothered people. The first thing I saw that he did, apparently he brought Tory Lanez, 
who has allegedly also been canceled. And apparently he did not do the greatest in his performance. That's what I read. I don't know. I didn't see it. And then the big controversy is when the baby had basically said that um, something pertaining to people that have HIV AIDS, it was crazy. He said something about gay, gay, gay men, <laughs> crazy. And he said something about women's um, lower body parts too. It's just, um, it's crazy. Nonetheless, it was the gay comment and the HIV comment that got most people up in uh, arms. So even people like Dua Lipa, Elton John, Demi Lovato, they had a lot of things to say about it. He had a partnership with Boohoo Men. Apparently, they canceled that partnership. And he's now not being allowed to perform at some festivals. And after a little bit of time, he finally apologized for the things that he said. Or like to me, when I read it, it, it kind of seemed like he apologized for how it was interpreted. Um, he feels that the way he was stating it, it kind of implies something different. I like. I feel like again, we're in a world of hypersensitivity right now. People are becoming more informed about certain situations. You gotta, you gotta be sure what you're saying is a one, or else you don't say it. Because this, like the stuff I was reading or the stuff I heard from the video, it's crazy. I see it like this: um, when an individual says something very, very extreme and very offensive, before you attack them, ask first. Just, just ask them the question. Hey, can you? interpret interpret this statement that you just made because when he after all the backlash he explained himself and he said that you know he someone around him has been impacted with hiv um and aids so if if you have been impacted you know you're going to use your platform to create that awareness which is fair and which is great to do, right? Create it's it's better that he's promoting, you know, hey, let's do something for AIDS and HIV than promoting something else. But if you feel like he was trying to he was trying to offend you, you question him. He posts these things on social media, or you can tag him in it and say, hey, little baby, can I mean the baby, can you explain this, right? And then that's the thing, like. Afterwards, when people explain themselves and they apologize and say, hey, this is not what I meant. I meant this. Then. Should we really cancel those people? I feel like we're too quick to cancel and not give people time to explain themselves. You know, like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes when we do give them that opportunity to explain themselves, they backtrack and then they switch up the arguments, even though. That's is what they meant. They just don't want to get canceled. But just ask. Just ask a question. It doesn't hurt to ask rather than assume. The thing about it is like a lot of times you don't have time to react or to think. You see something like this, you react. Because to some people it may be considered offensive. Like at the end of the day, like reading reading the things that i saw it's just like it, it it's it's kind of sus it's suspect what he said you know the way that it's interpreted is just like i i don't know how you can interpret like okay so let me just read i'm going to try to read it in an appropriate way it says one of the things he said was fellas if you ain't sucking in the parking lot put your cell phone lighter up like okay how, how like if i asked you how do you think that what what do you think that he meant okay but my question is why did again I, I, and i'm at see this is the thing i'm going to ask the question why exactly what was cuz i can assume what was offensive in those statements but i just want to know just to make sure i'm on the same page what would emron you don't answer the question but i would like to know what 
did other people find offensive I, offensive with those comments? I, I can assume, but I just want to know. So everyone's on the that same page. That was one thing. The, from what I'm seeing, that was one thing. And then the second thing is, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, or any of them deadly STDs, that'll make you die in two to three weeks, then put your cell phone lighter up. That's like, again, it's suspect. It is. It is. But I just want to know. I just want to hear other people explain to me why. I Why? Right? They found it. It's like what I saw is it's like it, it comes across as misinformation. There's a lot of people that have HIV or AIDS and they don't die within two to three weeks. You know, like, you know, it's like he's basically saying, hey, man, if you don't have if you have this, then don't put your lighters up. And like, that's probably how people interpret it. It's like we're in a world of inclusion now. When you start omitting people, you got to be you got to be mindful of who you're omitting, because that group of people that's being omitted is going to take offense to it. And even the people that support them. All right, but like at the same time, like I hear concerts when they're like, hey, if you're a boss, put your hand up, right? If you're making your money, put your hand up. We, That's we, very simple. We damn well know that most of the people in the crowd are not bosses and they don't make money. Are they, you know, but, and they, they keep their hands down. Not everyone throws their hand up. So I just, it's a tough situation. I would, I would like to know why, you know, I guess I got to see those comments. It's, it's very targeted. That's, that's the thing. It's very, like he said a lot of things. So he was definitely singling out certain groups of people or singling out certain groups of people. So it's just very targeted. So if you say a boss, a boss is a boss is a boss. Like that can be interpreted. If you're making money, that can be interpreted. Like it could always be interpreted a certain way. But when you say something that specific, so what is like you're you can't defend. So that. if I go to a concert and someone says, if you got that good, good hair. Put your put your lighter up or put your phone light on. Hey, it, you don't have hair. So if you got offended, then I'd so laugh. So what I see, you would see, that's the thing. See, <laughs> but that's because I'm your no, friend. No, 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 no. But, but you see what I'm trying to say? Like, it all matters. What's your threshold of being able to take certain things? Like, someone could easily, like, what if someone has weave or wears a wig or, and it, it may be a wig for maybe they don't have hair because of treatment or maybe they just their hair is short and they want a more luscious, longer length of hair, fuller hair. So it's very it's tricky, man, because I've been in situations where people are like, hey, uh, do you exercise three or four times a week? Some people put up their hands and some of the more larger individuals, they don't have their hand up. Are they allowed to cancel that person? So. I, I got to speak to someone that that does feel offended and understand what exactly offended them without assuming like I need actual factual stuff. Like, are they mad because he said if guys are not doing this or because he didn't include them? So that's my whole thing. Uh, I just want to know. Okie dokie, sir. I feel like either way you look at it, it's just, it's very targeted. He could have just used general things like you said. We live in a world of more inclusion. So you just have to be mindful of who you're excluding when you say certain things and how you're excluding them. If you do it in a way that's respectful or interpreted as respectful, then I don't feel you'll have many problems. If you do it in a way that appears to be disrespectful, the problems will come especially from the morality police. But it's so selective though, like Ron, I'll go in It's not very selective. No, 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 man. no. As in as in the inclusion part. Sorry, I'm switching gears. But like well, we have to include in these aspects, which I'm not saying is wrong, but then in other aspects you'll see a company full of uh one race, right? Or everybody in the boardroom is 
all the same color or same gender is just very it's like are we really in the age that we're in, in that we're forcing inclusion or is it inclusion only for certain matters that's the thing that really aggravates me because if it's going to be if that's the movement it needs to be the movement in everything so in order for so okay basically the people at the top of the world are a certain group okay like that group of people they have all the money they have all the jobs they they're the real creators they're the people that establish the world that we live in they are at the top until they are no longer at the top the world that we are going to live in is going to be similar to what we've always been living in once those people change then the world will change so if you're not at the top you got to be mindful of what you're saying because there's a lot of people at the bottom or below the top and they can they're in the same position as you you're no more you're no better than them so there it's easier to take you down than it is to take someone at the top down so just be mindful of it like these guys that are like athletes rappers like musicians actors they're not that much different from us they're not that many levels above us you know, they are relatively close. If a couple of bad decisions, then they'll end up where we are. That's basically what it is. The people at the top, though, it takes a lot more mistakes for them to leave the top. No, I agree with you 100%. Um, Obviously, you agree with me because I'm right. Okay. <laughs> in, in, in other news... um. Uh, Ron, uh, when you get hungry, best midnight snack for me it would be McDonald's. Um, for me, it used to be McDonald's, but um, now it's it's pizza, man. Just pizza, pizza greatest. Well, at a McDonald's, this video is crazy. Um, the the this guy just thrashed. Like I don't like I don't mean like he, you know slept through the napkins or this guy destroyed the whole store the the mcdonald restaurant sorry um ron do you want to go in a little bit more detail details because you brought this to my attention yeah so when i watched the video i watched it a, a few times because i used to work at mcdonald's in my younger days um and i've seen a lot of people blow up but this guy based on what i saw it seemed like he they messed up his order I don't know if they messed up via drive-thru or in the store, but they messed up his order. He was waiting patiently for them to fix it. And then all of a sudden, I guess he just got irritated because they weren't addressing his problem quickly enough. And then he just went on a demolition, just destroyed stuff in the store, walked out. He didn't get his money back. He didn't seem to get his food. He just walked out and that was that. Like, I understand... You know, you might create an argument, but the things he did and the bad thing about it is he's a male. And again, I apologize um, beforehand if I if I do seem a little sexist, I'm just putting that disclaimer out there. But he's a man and there is a whole, like everyone that I saw in the video was a female. And the way he's throwing the the mcflurry machine or the smoothie machine the catch red the cash registers on these females it was terrible like what if you actually hurt one of these mcdonald employees staff he was reckless super reckless he was definitely reckless but like the way like i've experienced it now more so than before when back in the day, the priority always seemed to be the people inside, the people that you could see face to face. Now, skip the dishes, DoorDash, Uber Eats, drive through They all seem to be priority. You're in the store, you're waiting forever. And then you see like there's like 10 workers working and nobody's addressing you in the store. So the frustration, I could, I could feel it because I've been in those situations. His execution or his temper tantrum <laughs> Terrible. is completely insane, man. Like, like it, it's crazy, man. I, I, people get mad all the time at that place. And because, you know, you work at McDonald's, 
people just automatically think that they're better than you for whatever reason. So they feel like whatever they do, they, you know, you, you deserve it because I'm mad. The world is a messy place, man. That guy is super dramatic. Hopefully they find him. Hopefully he gets arrested. Cause like it looked like, especially when you try to pull down, it was the mid cafe machine or the ice cream machine, one of them. When you try to take that down, I saw a lady extend her arm to try to keep it up. Yo, that lady could have hurt her arm with the level of aggression he was using. Yeah. And then she was trying to hold that shit up. Crazy. And with gravity and everything against her, because she was shorter too on top of that. Um, but I feel like a all you individuals that listen that work at a fast food restaurant, please, please use this video and use other stories and other experiences and get get your money up because y'all should not be dealing and suffering with this and getting paid the amount of dollars you are receiving. Fight for more. You got crazy people coming in and out. Um, especially in a pandemic, um, you can easily catch the virus with any one exchange of change or credit cards, debit cards, someone actually coming in the store using the ATM machine. You guys deal with a lot uh, and people take you guys for granted. Uh, please fight for more. Bring this to your unions, labor boards and what? get more. Union? Are you think they have a no, union? Some I said I said all not McDonald's, Ron. I said all fast food restaurants. Some of them do. Wait, wait. You think fast food workers? Which ones do? Uh, the ones in the states do. What? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't sound too convincing. No, no. Right? I'm saying yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't know why you keep challenging me. Yeah, yeah, just because yeah, I told, yeah, yeah, just yeah. because I told this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. To make a layup. Now he's all like, oh my gosh. Yo, make 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 a correct statement. Wow. <laughs> this guy's just wrong. Don't make a right. Yo, I told you. No, no. They make me happy though. So <laughs> Alright. I'll remember that. Yeah, you better remember that. And oh yeah, man. Wait. I'm the champion of fantasy. Why are you talking shit to me, man? Get the hell out of here. And I beat you in the finals, man. Get out of here. Run. This guy, I'm man. Just gonna... Next time, next to, like, yeah, next time you start talking, I'm, I'm going I'm, uh, I'm, I'm to start saying, I'm going to start flexing, man. I'm going to take a picture with the throne in the background. Can you, can you beat me in basketball one-on-one? Yes or no? Uh, can I beat you? Yeah, I can. But... <laughs> Obviously, I can't beat you one on one, man. Come on, what kind of question is that, man? Uh, Why? You know, I've not been playing basketball my whole life. If you wanted to play me in, like, I don't know, baseball, you can't play baseball one on one. Tennis or something well, I'll beat like you that. Like, I'd beat you. Maybe badminton. I know you can beat me in wheelchair basketball. This guy's like a superstar. I did. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. But like, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Nah, I'm oh hey, shout out to uh Shansia. I saw that little freestyle she did. Jeez, like she honestly, I'm not gonna I'm what I'm about to say, it's a it's a shame, but I didn't really listen to female rappers. I listened to little Nikki. Nikki was the person I listened to the most. Cardi, yeah, Megan, eh, you know. But after hearing that freestyle, I went on YouTube. You guys support your female artists. Even if they're a female and you want to be a big, tough guy and manly man, yo, good music is good music. Go listen. Good music is good music. Like, I, like anyways, uh, I, to be honest, I'm out of touch with it. I've never heard of the Shansia girl. So I guess I'll check it out soon. Honestly, new music is just, I'm just getting too old now, you know? It's okay, man. I listen to what I listen to, man. It's okay. It being old is just a mindset. Here we go. Tell that to my uh, body, your body too, right? Your back. Oh, actually, you've had back problems like forever, nonetheless. It's okay, man. Just use some Bengay. <laughs> so, guys, thank you for listening to episode sixteen of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. Um, 
yeah, we're moving on up. Hopefully, we get to 100, you know, and Mike and I don't kill each other because his takes are getting out of control in the group chat. Nonetheless, follow us on KNN Podcast on IG, KNN Pod on Twitter. (laughs) Cap, it's always Cap. And then listen to us on Spotify, Anchor. Those are the two primary sources, as well as Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts. Um, thank you guys again for listening. One love. One love. <laughs>